1: Jason.
2: you're listening to the sports adjacent
1: okay i like that i just learned something new today adjacent with jason leisure and russell dorsey on the
2: house of l network
1: we're doing everything i dreamed of as an adjacent
2: that's all we watched on tv too when sports were canceled like i was all watching the fake old ones. <laughs> 90s bulls games fake ones what do you mean fake yeah. ones? like i got they NBC. had like Madden simulations or
0: something. Yeah, M- NBC started doing. Dude, it was a
2: game. yo. That was all right.
1: I don't even this remember. This is the place for us to for, to talk because that was a nasty time in the pandemic. <laughs> People were playing in fake leagues. They were doing these fake baseball simulations and having them on air because we didn't have sports. I'm like that. That six weeks, the first six to eight weeks of the pandemic, were a
2: nasty time in our country.
0: I watched all of the horse thing that they had on espn or whatever partially because All of the horse I had,
2: thing what are you what horse thing what are you talking about <laughs>
0: they played horse on tv oh chris oh Paul, yeah
2: with different people in their driveways mm-hmm. and stuff or at their homes yeah chris i, Paul was I know what about, in yeah.
0: it so i had to cover it but then i went on and just kept watching the entire thing because i i was i don't know i got sucked in it'd been too long and that was what like four weeks in
1: but and there's the other like it was it got so bad that ESPN, a multi like billion dollar organization, said you know we're gonna drop the last dance months in advance because oh yeah people right. are dying.
2: But that's and, what we were doing though. We, us. we were watching a, old that's stuff. A bad, that's
1: a bad analogy of people dying. All for, know, do, pandemic, that's like, all we, we could do though. That's all we could do is watch
2: old like, stuff. Yeah. At that point, like there's nothing new, so let's go rewatch all the things we used to like back you know, like, in the '90s and whatever. Every every week was oh my god
1: I can't wait till Sunday so last dance and that was like people who didn't watch sports like yeah I don't right yeah Michael Jordan was the thing
0: yeah I will watch yeah I had just moved here so it was actually a really nice like introduction to Chicago and I could hear my neighbors watching it at the same time and I was like huh look at all of us bonding and I've never still haven't met them in the same place for the past almost. Three, no, two and a half. How many? Almost two years.
2: <laughs> My <laughs> kids learned so many, uh they learned pretty much all the curse words, I think, from watching that that documentary. That was educational, educational for them in a way. Oh Russ, this is what I keep telling you, man. This is what I keep telling you. When you think back to how nasty this was and how there was like all we're doing is watching old games on YouTube and ESPN's broadcasting like the Korean baseball league or something. It's like Wait, this is what I'm trying great. to this this is what I'm trying to remind you of when. You're getting frustrated with the Bulls bringing in guys from Home Depot to play. It's like, well, we can have that or nothing.
0: We, we, can, have, we can have we can have guys off
2: the street coming and suiting up for the Bulls and the Thunder and whoever, um, or we can just go back to when there was no sports.
0: It's it just each team elect one player and do horse for the rest of the regular season, and then no, and then that was a bad playoffs. time.
1: That was a bad time because it was just like, I think I even tweeted. I can't watch any more ESPN classic old games, man.
0: (laughs) I've seen all of them.
1: Yeah, because it it was it wasn't even like ESPN classic. It was like ESPN classic on all eight ESPN channels.
2: Right. Let's throw on the nineteen ninety eight home run derby now. And then you had
1: like social justice issues mixed in all that, and it's bad. Bad time.
0: And (laughs) twenty twenty two is so. Great. Um, I mean,
1: it's a little better.
0: It is a little better.
1: Yeah, I I got to like, I get to hug people in real life. Like I've seen both of you in like 3D in the last two weeks. So that's great. We couldn't do that 24 months ago. Although we still have
0: to worry about Omicron, but.
1: (sighs) Fingers crossed that numbers are going down by the day. So, yeah. This is that's a somber way to start the show. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> now it is, but now that we're here, welcome. <laughs> it is, but we welcome, might
2: as well do it. Yes,
1: welcome to Sports of Jason from Russ Dorsey, my guy, Jason Leisure, as always. And uh, you recognize the voice that you're hearing, the wonderful Maddie Lee featuring the amber hair. Is that a good, Ooh, good
3: yeah, yeah, a
1: good way to describe it. Um, uh-huh. some would call it a burnt orange, if you will, red. Yeah, it's probably red. I'm
2: like a caveman, yeah. Yeah, it, um, Jason Jason, Jason knows his primary colors. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> primary <laughs> hair colors are like brown, red, black, blonde. Is that it? Gray? I think
0: does. there's more primary
2: colors than that, bro.
0: Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Those are like the main hair colors. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's different shades. There's a sandy blonde or a strawberry blonde or Dirty whatever. Dirty blonde. They're, yeah, sure. Now I'm now sure what, people love what, being called that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what Blogs
0: that's what it's called. Or something like that. They're making yeah.
2: up new ones. They recognize, yeah. I'm sure they recognize Maddie Lee's voice, but they don't recognize her terrible ideas of playing horse to finish the rest of the NBA season. Oh, There's an uncharacteristically bad, 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 bad idea by you. I'm, You're I'm usually full trying, of good ideas.
0: I'm just trying to give everyone a break. We're whittling down the size of rosters already. If we get to that point, we get to that point.
2: Hmm. Well, we're just launching a big three. Sports Adjacent, other than Maddie Lee's idea, is brought to you by BetUS. You can go to BetUS.com and use promo code SportsAdjacent, all one word, to get a 125% sign-up bonus. You can bet on everything right now. You can bet on all the live games. You can bet on this weekend's NFL games. You can bet on the Super Bowl. Uh, you can bet on player props for awards, all kinds of things on there, Russ.
1: Jason, uh, you know how much I hate mornings, right?
2: I, you do. Yes. Yeah. And, and by that, I think by morning, you're defining anything before 2 PM, right? For you. I mean, anything before 11. Yeah. But you've, you've texted me before I've gotten a text from you at like 9 AM or nine thirty And I've been like, mm, was this automated or is this still <laughs> Did I schedule from it? last night or what? Happened my by the way, you gotta be able to do that. How are we this I'm far pretty. along? Like you can schedule emails and I do it all the time. Cause it's like, I have any, e- I'm need to send someone an email at, and uh I'm I'm sitting there ready to do it at like eleven thirty at night. I don't want somebody else getting this email from work for work at eleven thirty at night. I'll just schedule it to them. It can go to them during business hours first thing in the morning. How do they not have that for text yet?
1: I think you're right. Like scheduled text messages would be thank you the great addition. Thank you. And you've given all intellectual property to all the companies that are gonna develop it.
2: Uh jokes on you, buddy. Well. But Good idea. But it would be helpful. Uh, and it would be helpful. Like I then when I'm sitting there at 7 30 in the morning ready to send a text to you, I can schedule that baby for like 1 p.m.
1: Because the crazy thing is like when Jason texts me, it's 6 30 in the morning, 7 30 in the morning, and then I'll mm-hmm. respond at 10 30, when I wake up. Um but I've been having to be on these production calls. You know, the show's launched since the last time we had a show. It's been awesome. You can find it in Valley Sports. Any Valley Sports regionals. Yeah, Thank you. It's it's been Russ, it's been going Russ, really Russ.
3: well. Russ. Russ. The Rally is
1: the name of it. <laughs> the Rally. Yeah. Um. Right. But no, I it's had to be on no, Stop it. We have <laughs> awesome people on there. Me, Shams Sharania. Everybody knows Shams. Brooke Fletcher, Joshua Perry. Great show. Check us out. But like, we, we like had a had Zoom this,
2: call first thing in the morning, or what is this exactly?
1: It's a production meeting. And so, and how, how early like,
2: in the morning are you are you saying? Nine a.m. Okay, that's pretty early for you, because you're yeah. normally like like average day before this. You're waking up when average day ten thirty. Yeah, like on a, even on a work day, even on a baseball game day, like that. You know if it's yeah, maybe it's later night on day. those days, like yeah. maybe eleven on those days. Yeah. Uh, so you've, like, you've always had jobs where you work at night. Yeah, it's just
1: being in this business part of it, and, and like it's great because I'm I'm a, a mid afternoon peak or late evening type of guy yeah so like being on these calls and it's just like man i don't know i don't know how normal people do this like i don't know how people get up at 6 a.m and then go throughout their day
2: that was it like that's 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 your point okay that's what i wanted to present yeah that's what what i go through every year at training camp where the bears practice at like 7 a.m and i gotta be up at probably five to be able to get up there and park on time and everything. And you complain about that to any other person in any other line of work. And they're like, um, yeah, that's just a Tuesday where I am.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've been complaining lately about 830 wake up because we also have a morning call, not till 10. And I've done this stupid thing where I've started a workout competition thing kind of uh, inspired by ML at ML bastion. Jordan our guy Jackson, who ran, ran like every day for the past year
1: hashtag the streak
0: so i'm not doing that but boyfriend and i have not worked out in like three years we're looking
1: rough
2: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so, wow okay <laughs> we're gonna be like three months no. like three no. years. No, we, just, I, we got uh, very uh, blunt about it we're looking rough
0: we, yeah no, we're but not, at least both of you now together now. We've, no, we uh, saw a picture of us from like our first week dating. Yeah. Man, those people were hot. And we're, <laughs> like, no, we don't look terrible now, but the the side-by-side comparison was uh, unfortunate. So we've started a competition where it's like very baseline. We just are okay. working out three times a week, have to sh-
3: mm-hmm.
0: share proof to each other that we've That's done a the start. workout each day. Um, but that means that I have to get up at eight thirty to get the workout in, or to walk the dog and then get the workout in before our ten a.m. morning call every morning. And but like the soreness isn't even bugging me; it's just the getting my mind right to roll out of bed at eight thirty, which again is a t- stupid thing to complain about.
1: She was just like, "Yo, we are a very homely couple right now." <laughs> <laughs>
2: I like the honesty, though. I like the honesty. That is usually how people figure it out, though. They usually will see a picture of themselves and you'll be like, whoa, I was imagining myself differently in my mind.
0: Yeah. It was definitely eye opening. But, oh, and now my dog's barking in the background. I've warned you guys at 10 o'clock, I guess he's a little late. At 10 o'clock every night, he stands in the hallway and stares at me and just like, quietly barks
2: oh, you That's unacceptable maddie because we strive for the highest level of professionalism around here where something like that would never happen this
1: is uh, this is gonna sound humane society don't get mad at me or oh no. no this is not a good start russ no, no it's, not. It's, it's not so you don't like when you're doing calls and stuff you don't like put them in a room
0: uh no because he'll bark more if i close him into a room
2: or that's the thing about kennel. dogs russ is uh you don't own them they own you yeah that, that sounds like a sure. terrible life. It, it, for the human, yes. For the dog, it's wonderful. It's a great existence if you're a dog.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there there be so many times where I be wanting to give my dog thoughts, but I I like my career and that
2: people think I'm a good and, human being. And you you're can leave like it as it? saying, you can just leave it as <laughs> I don't own a dog, and that kind of we all kind of get it.
0: I don't own a dog, so I don't know what would happen. Not. PETA, don't yeah. come get me. The,
2: right. the Although benefits- even if you say I don't love a dog, some people, I mean, I don't have a dog. Some people are going to get mad at you. <laughs> but
1: but here's the, the thing.
2: Dog. like, We're all supposed have, to own a dog, Russ. I have arguments. the benefit of being allergic, so like, I get, I can get away with it.
1: But also, if I wasn't, would not own a dog. Like,
0: They're the best. They're the absolute best. My life has become significantly better since adopting Stuart.
1: All right. We're-
3: well, I'm that's really one like, way it, it
2: can go.
0: Year four. Yo, Jason's
1: dogs, uh, Jason's has two dogs, and so the first yeah. time I was at the house, uh, awesome, hanging out, chilling, and his, like, dogs attacked me.
2: Oh. That's not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> That's, people are going to think well, you mean in a literal sense.
0: Right. Well,
1: they ran up very brisk. Like, <laughs> they ran up pretty fast, I'm not going to lie. say Hello? Is that what it's
2: called? Is that what y'all be calling? That's it? I, that's what every dog I've ever seen does when Jason walks very, into their house.
1: When Jason's very so, small dog, sweet. but also his big dog runs at me really fast, how, how am I supposed to know they're not going to like jump on me? How is anybody uh, supposed to know they won't jump on you?
2: I agree with that. You have no way to know. And that's what exactly. I hate. Like, like, Maddie, I hate if I'm out for a run, even as someone that owns a dog, uh, two dogs now. I hate when I'm out for a run and somebody has their dog off a leash. Cause yeah. like, I don't know what's up with your dog. And or when you're everybody, walking your own everybody own is like, Oh, he, Oh, he would he's never friendly. run. Oh, he he's would never. Friendly. he would, ne- <laughs> he would ne- Yeah.
1: Until he does. Right. Yeah. He's friendly to you. The person that gives him food <laughs> yeah. and treats. Yeah. Right. He's not going to be friendly I, to me. The innocent bystander running very aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> I'm danger to you, the <laughs> right. human that owns them. Like yeah. what? What are we doing here?
0: Like, or the, walking your dog through the park and another dog runs straight at him. Cool, yeah. but your dog's friendly. What if mine's not?
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, dog owners got to stop lying sometimes. Like you're a, you're hoping you're being hopeful that your dog is friendly. You hope that your dog is a friendly dog and that they don't attack.
2: But you never Still know. An it's, Still unpredictable. It's
1: a shot in the dark. If we think if we're really being honest, like, it's a shot in the dark. Yeah. 50-50 chance my dog doesn't
2: attack you. I've been chased by dogs while I've been running. I've been like, Ooh. we were out running. We were visiting uh, my my father-in-law when he was living out in West Texas, which is super rural, like Odessa. And uh, there was, I was out for a run in the neighborhood and it was a bad idea because there's a lot of people that don't chain up their dogs there. And this dog started chasing me. And I'm like, this is a pretty big athletic dog. Like I don't think I'm out running this thing. It's time to just turn around and face whatever's coming next. And fortunately, the dog stood down. But you don't ever know some animal that's not yours how it's going to be you don't even know what your own animals what it's going to do in certain situations jason what's the name of your biggest dog it's like griffy yeah oh, yeah, yeah. great
0: dog. so
1: maddie the griffy runs towards me ashley jason's lovely wife tries to step in but like he's almost bigger <laughs> than ashley right yeah So she's trying to like corral this dog, and it's very funny. She does it, but then she says she's like, "No, no," and she's like wrestling him. And then like the smaller dog like comes up, smells my shoes, and then like slowly walks away. But like I don't know that. What if what if Ashley was late to the party, and now I'm on the floor
0: getting puppy kisses all over your face all right
1: all right but stop with the that's line,
2: part right? of the problem is that the dog isn't mean the dog is dumb the dog's like a year and a half old or maybe a year old even at that point so it's you know it's gonna do dumb things but it's not gonna bite you and also just for the record it does that to anyone that walks in the door russ not all, all, all people all people
1: i mean i know who's in attendance at your home i know me and tony have both attended we have a common theme
2: Many other people have had the same experience, just so you're aware. All
1: right, all right. It's not you I'm worried about with that. It's not you I'm worried about. I know you're an ally,
2: Maddie. When you're talking about working out, I actually have been uh, going to the gym lately. I've never, I've never been a gym guy. I've always liked exercising and always been a runner in particular. Um, And living in Miami for as long as I did, you could just do that outside year-round. That's a lot harder here. On your heels. That that didn't happen so much down there. You would think that would happen. You would think there'd be some kind of like you know wild occurrences while you're running down in Miami. Not really. It's more the people you got to watch out for. Um, but I uh, up here it's too cold for me at least to run during this, like in January in the dead of winter. And so I got a treadmill, but that's only like you know that gets monotonous after a while. So I have started going to the gym now. I got a gym membership. We have a really nice gym like through the city. And um, it's a new experience for me, Russ. I know you go to the gym a lot, uh, mm-hmm. right around where you live. Um, is is this a social experience? Is this supposed to be a social experience? Because it seems like it is for the other people. And I'm going, by the way, like weekdays during the day. So I think the crowd at that point skews a little more retired um, than <laughs> going at night. So maybe that is a social activity for them. But there seems to be a lot of like friendliness and conversation in the locker room this is the perfect topic
1: because literally right before we recorded the pod I just got back as from my attire um okay just got back from the gym right and the crowd that goes you know from five o'clock to midnight that'd be like young professionals Yeah. yeah skews a lot younger um the crowd from you know 8 a.m. or even earlier than that, you know how, you know, no, that's definitely a, 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 a an older group of people that go 5, 6, 7 a.m., right? But even from, like, 8 a.m. to maybe 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. older people, right? A lot of moms, a, a lot of people who, you know, work out during their lunch breaks, and then, like, people learning on people like me who I just have time based on my days, baseball, I don't right. have to be you know, at the ballpark till like three o'clock. So that's a good time for me to go. And it's usually quiet. And I work out at Lifetime. Um, It's quiet between like one o'clock and three. You don't have a ton of people. You can get to a lot of the things. Um, That time at like five, six, seven, eight, it's like even coming from just now, it's like tons of people. It is very social to answer your question. Like there are conversations, people are talking, people are hitting on people. Like it's Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Well, at lifetime, yeah, it's kind of that. Okay. I was going to say yeah. that
0: was never Isn't my Isn't that strongly discouraged at the vision? gym?
1: Does it not matter? Oh, uh, I wouldn't do it. Like, that's not my style. Yeah. I, I, and I don't, I'm not even for being like super social at the gym. Uh, I, you know, go lift my weights and then I'm out of there.
2: What, ha- what, what, what was that, Maddie? What happened to you?
0: Oh, Stuart's barking at me again. But yeah, no, that was my um, gym experiences have always been pretty antisocial. Maybe that's just me, though. Maybe I have, like, an off-putting aura when I'm lifting.
2: Or are you in there, like, with headphones on and stuff? Because how are you supposed to talk to someone with headphones? And now that you have noise-canceling headphones, it's like somebody could be talking to me and I don't even hear them.
0: Yeah, definitely put headphones in, head down, no eye contact.
2: Okay, so you're not there to make friends. I'm not particularly either. I'm not opposed to making friends there, but it's not why I went there. Um, But a lot of the the friendliness – and conversations seems to happen in the locker room. And there's the nudity in the locker room is a little much for me.
0: I'm sure with there's, the a, older just, crowd there's a lot. Yeah, of, so.
2: It's it goes well beyond just incidental nudity. It's more like, all right, this is our nude time.
1: Yeah. Uh, I went out, the, the old gym I worked at, there was a, a larger, you know, you know, an older crowd and they were a fan of, of the nudity. Um, yeah. just start, yeah, all right. we so get to be nude. start full conversations and yeah. like, I have to focus on what I'm doing and <laughs> you don't and want, where wandering eyes. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. want eyes wandering. Like I, I want to keep to myself. I try to, you know, change clothes. It's like, I'm yeah. comfortable with how I look, but at the same time, it's like, I'm, I, I didn't ask,
2: <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yes. To me, it's like, it just so happens that we're both in here changing clothes. I, I'm not here. Like, to do that, like to just hang out in the nude, that's not why I came into the locker room. Like,
1: imagine people knew you were Jason Leisure that covered the Bears, and it's like, yo, Jason, Ryan Poles, Bears new GM, but now you you got a guy, no towel, no
2: draws. Yeah, and see, there was an incident, um, not quite that, but similar today, where I was having some kind of trouble with the the lock to the locker because the way that the the lockers are here – um, it's like the keyhole is part of the door. So you can't bring your own lock. You got to use their right. key or whatever. And it's set up. It, so I like, I couldn't figure it out. There's something off about this particular one. Maybe it has been installed funny. And the guy next to me, you know, because this is social time and friendly time, he wants to come over and help me figure this out. And he's fully nude. And I'm <laughs> like, maybe this isn't the best time. Maybe I'll just struggle with this for a while, I think. And, he comes over and he's like, "Here, let me ha-. And I'm like, "All right, I'm uh, back away." You got it. No, you got it. Yeah, you you can have some space. You can figure this out. We're not gonna. One thing we're not gonna do is figure this out together. Uh, and, you know. But then he like, you know, then he wants to like fist bump me afterward, and I'm just like, "Wait, let's just agree to no physical contact while we're in here." I think that's a no basic no chest loop. bump, no chest bump.
1: With you and oh, Randall,
2: new dude, no any kind of bump. I don't think <laughs> in the
1: locker room. I'm I'm glad you got it open, the the locker, the oh, locker, gosh. the locker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we're okay. going to be hearing from this dog throughout the show. It sounds like so. Why don't Why don't you just like fill us in, like draw us a picture of what we're what we're overhearing? Because we can't see your dog on this video call, okay. and obviously I, everyone listening to this is it's on a podcast. So I know. I like, wish- g- give give us the information on this on this dog.
0: Well, first of all, he's the cutest dog you've ever seen so just get that
2: <laughs> okay well there we go that's I mean that's enough for me right Russ <laughs> you got the picture
0: that's, yeah, a, that's the good. most important thing cuter than
2: a human baby okay um, thank you Maddie oh,
0: oh yeah oh yeah uh, he is the muddiest mutt of all mutts 25 pounds and just I, I love him to death right now being a little shit but he uh <laughs> He's he's he knows what he wants and he makes it known Mm -hmm. and actually is really you work for him. That's how this goes is you work for him. He's really quiet throughout the day and very snuggly. And then for whatever reason, 10 p.m. is his time when he needs Mm. to be waited on. So that's All right. what we're
1: going through now. I I have a lot of questions. I thought we were going to end it, but I think this is a, is is a good topic we've stumbled We
2: I mean, Russ, we
1: got to just do a
2: Maddie dog segment because <laughs> No, we're, no, we're I'm with it. I'm throughout. It. She loves this dog more than she loves any human person. We might as well just like let's get this out on the table. All right. What, what's the dog's when, name?
0: Stuart. With a U. Stuart. Mhm. Stuart. Stuart with with a you. A, oh, thank you, like, jeez. Like I wouldn't
2: want Stuart to offend Little. Stuart. Stuart. <laughs> Stuart, Little, Stuart by Stuart. spelling it with a W like some commoner.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You can't, no offense to Stuart's with W's, but um, yeah, his actually, so this background story is a little sad. Like I'm I'm from a rescue place. um, And originally when he was a puppy there, he was literally named Stuart Little. Mm -hmm. And then he got adopted and he has some allergies and stuff. And so they gave him back.
3: And, oh, okay. then, and then <laughs>
0: I adopted him later and took off the little and uh he's just Stuart now one name guy
1: so adopted dog by the name of Stuart Stuart as in Scott I think that's good for people that's a good yep. comp um your boyfriend was he in favor of this or was this say a one executive decision
0: this was an executive decision years before him
1: mm, oh so, okay. so this, oh, so this was him. so that he's he's a stepfather
0: He's a stepfather. And it was very contentious <laughs> at first. Um,
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh.
0: Not from, not from Jake. Jake loves Stuart. Uh, Stuart was the one who was like, um, excuse me, this is my mom. Uh, what do you think you're doing yeah. coming into my house and uh, taking up all of her time?
2: And but your loyalty now, is to Stuart, of course. Of course. Right.
0: Um, but now
2: not this Jake fellow. Who you love.
0: Yes, no, he's wonderful. And-
2: <laughs> Stuart or Continue. Jake, which one are we on?
1: Right, right. I, I don't you never know. I, clearly, Stuart.
2: Jake is <laughs> <There's no laughs> <to this> <laughs> like, There's a huge portion of the listenership that loves dogs and is gonna be just it totally swooning over this whole okay. story. Jake, right. is, Jake is gonna
1: listen to this and be like, yo, I moved to Chicago with you, <laughs> <He> and this <laughs> is how. This is and how, and I started you, this it, off this talking talk about, about
0: how we both got chunky.
2: <laughs> if this Jake guy has been around, he then he already knows the deal. He's already <laughs> Jake well aware. Here. You call him, You call <laughs> us He's fat. already well aware. He,
0: you said yeah. we're <laughs> fat.
2: He probably might not. I
0: thought I was in shape.
2: Yeah, that party he's might a, not. He's love. in
0: the other room now, so he's probably already heard half of it. Um, but the problem is now. So that's how things started. Now every morning when I get up at eight thirty and drag myself. To get dressed to go to the gym, I come back from washing my face, Mm -hmm. and every single morning, Stuart is now cuddled up with Jake, laying on my pillow, looking at me like, "What? Like, did you did you want your spot back? Like, what is this?" Every morning.
2: There you go, Russ. Adorable.
1: No, 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 no. We're not letting this just fly. I got follow up questions because I'm a reporter, and we ask follow up. All right. Um. So. Was Jake a dog person prior to your relationship? Or did he yes. do, like, oh, yeah, I like dogs.
0: <laughs> no, he loves
1: dogs. You guys started dating. <laughs> you'll agree to
2: anything at that stage, yeah. <laughs>
1: Listen, I, I I get it. I I, I understand. I, yeah, yeah, you'll you change your name from Tony like. to
2: Anthony if you have to. <laughs>
1: Look, you Whatever. find the girl that you like, and you start making changes and lie and say you like dogs even though you hate dogs. I, well, hey, I he, don't understand.
0: So he does love dogs. He also, now I just like Everyone's gonna come away with this thinking, like, "Thank God I'm not in a relationship with Maddie because she's a <laughs> waste." Um,
2: you, uh, you did force this <laughs> dog to stepchild on Jake's.
0: I did. Maybe that's I'm, the
2: title of this episode. Thank God I'm not in a relationship <laughs> with Maddie Lee.
0: <laughs> um, you, Jake also has had this like lifelong dream of getting a Bengal cat. Guess who's allergic to cat?
2: What? Like, is that a tiger or an actual? It's tiger?
0: like the like actual. It's a. Like, house cat but it's bigger and it looks like a little leopard guy okay
2: and you're allergic to cats i'm allergic to cats it's convenient so, so he can fo- you think-
1: can force your pet on him but he can't force one on you yeah, Bullseye. yeah. well that's oh well, that sucks yeah <laughs> when is jake gonna get something in this relationship man <laughs> right.
0: Jeez. he didn't get the city you
1: made a he move <laughs> you would have made a move you, he, 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 you were forced a child on him uh, by pet i mean pet not like child child
2: but pet child <laughs> for me. um uh, russ okay russ y- yeah y- yes or no you have uh mm, just kind of pretended that this dog allergy wasn't a thing at some point or another you've had to do that Absolutely in a uh, in a dating never. or romantic situation you've been like mm, i'm just gonna gut it out on the dog allergy and not say anything tonight no i have not never wow okay no it's like yeah, hey i'm allergic possible. to dogs so you'll be out, everything going fine. You uh, get back to this person's house, and you're like, oh, there's a dog. I'm out.
1: See you. It's like, yo, do you have any antihistamine? Do you have <laughs> okay. some Benadryl here? That's <laughs> is- me? I, I, what, I'm going to start sneezing and be miserable over here? No. Like, that's stupid.
0: He's taking Benadryl and passing out within, like, 10 yeah, minutes. Yes.
1: <laughs> like, sitting on somebody's bed that has... Ugh, don't get me started. All right, well, a dog shouldn't follow-up. be
2: in your bed, yeah. A dog should be in a dog bed. That's human my, That's be all right, human Maddie, bed. that's right. my
1: next question.
2: Does he sleep in a doggy bed?
0: He sleeps in his crate uh, for most of the night. Yeah,
2: all except right. when... He, uh, Russ, this is a dog... This dog's doing whatever it wants. This dog yeah, runs in the runs house. He runs the house. Yeah.
0: We have a lot of nicknames for him. Like, half of them start with Prince. Mm. One of them's Prince Dumpy, though, so it, like evens
1: out this is this is my final <laughs> follow-up and then i'm gonna let jason jump in here a lot of people who own dogs allow dogs to like lick them in the mouth i have a big issue with this do you kiss Stuart on the lips and allow him to kiss you
2: on the lips
0: on oh, not in the mouth
2: there, What's the some difference, man? What's the, the difference? Some gets in, though. you know it does. Oh, oh like Stuart's so gentle you, and careful. Thank you, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Please, let's, let's, no, let's, not, be, Stewart's let's not do Stuart's very proper. It's, we it's, know. Just a, it's just a quick kiss, on a quick peck on the lips. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Stuart will lick my chin from time to time.
2: <laughs> nah. I'm not Now nah, there's it. some people that uh, they'll kiss the dog in the mouth and they don't. That's what I'm that, saying. That, that takes care of flossing for the day, like they're good.
1: Nah, dog. No pun intended. You can't yeah. let a dog lick you on the on the mouth where you kiss other human beings. 100 agree.
3: Yeah. You
1: know um, unfortunately, <laughs> I unfortunately I don't think a lot, most
2: pet owners would agree with you. Probably not. But it's like, how far do you have to take this? Like, I the dog lives in my house for free, and I pay Eat for all the food and medicine me. and for all me. of this stuff. I take this dog out and walk this dog in the middle of January. And like, yeah, I think the dog doesn't go in my bed or lick me in the mouth. I think that's reasonable. I think I'm being reasonable.
0: We have you know been telling I, okay. go ahead. we have been telling Stuart that he needs to start paying rent. So we're training him to be a truffle dog. It haven't haven't gone very far, but once he gets it, I think business is really gonna take off.
2: Russ and I just sit here seething when you tell that joke, but the dog people will love it. The dog people will love it. You know what actually bothers me now that
1: we talk about this topic more? I know I've kissed people oh, who've allowed right. a dog to yeah. lick them in the mouth. And so it's like you've very kissed sad. the dog. Yeah. Right. And as much as, Oh my God.
0: <laughs> you know, I think this, you just have to just face your fear no, Maddie. Let the dog kiss you on the face, no, and then no, Maddie.
1: That's the, the worst <laughs> idea you ever had.
0: Face your fear hat worse than worse than horse. Face yes, your this is way worse. I'll
1: take horse over this. Jeez. <laughs> You
0: just said, Let a
1: dog lick it, me in the mouth,
0: and then it won't be as bad as you thought. And Maddie, then that's Maddie. Maddie, gosh, you brought all your bad ideas you
2: to Russ. Here's some advice if you don't like being cold sleep outside for a night, see how it goes. <laughs> might as well, I might enjoy yeah, that f- one better. Face your you know fear, why? buddy. Face your at fear at the end, at the end of it, dog wouldn't
1: have licked me in the mouth. <coughs>
2: Watch his uh, uh Greg Gumbel interview, uh, Antonio Brown. No, I have not seen that. No,
0: oh, wasn't that tonight? What
1: Recently? the Greg Gumbel interview?
0: Yeah, oh,
1: it came uh, out wrong. this afternoon. Uh, that, that Apparently, like happening. with him and Greg Gumbel, it was uh, that he received toradol injections to numb the pain from that ankle injury that he said he had, and he was there with his lawyer. Um, and then that said that after he said his ankle was too. Injured to play that Bruce Arians told him to get the F off the field. They watched the interview, then Russ got annoyed. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> even his, even him like, and his lawyer's version leave? of what the Bucks are saying is different. He's like, they want me to go to the crazy house. And the Bucks are like, and the, even the lawyers, like, the Bucks said they'd let him stay on the roster and stay part of the organization uh, and still pay him as long as he'd get counseling. <laughs> like, it's a little different.
1: Yeah, I mean, I imagine it was like, "Hey, get say you we're getting, gonna get you help. You get two hundred grand, you get to stay on the team." There's a Why lot. Would they in want that? to do that.
2: What would incentive would they have to do that? They could just get rid of them. He's There's not gonna play either there. way. Just get rid There's of. There's a lot there, man. I, I it's hard to you're in all these stories. You have to believe one side or the other or some for, well, here's like, the thing. closer to one side or the other. And I'm like, I've heard him now have take a lot for me to ever, ever believe Antonio Brown.
1: So he's had two like conver- two interviews in the last two or three weeks where one, he said this one with Brian Gumbel, he said, Tom Brady's my guy. It wasn't about not getting the ball. He's the reason I'm in Tampa Bay. But then two weeks ago, it was if so Tom, if Tom Brady years. was my guy, why am I making an earnest salary? Like, why am I not making what Gronk was making? Because Gronk got paid. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid. Like, which one is it? And it's only like, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. And it, it just, every time, like, it's, it's now become a thing. And then it's just, I don't have mental health issues. I have mental wealth. What I, what do I have?
2: Oh, it's like, come on, dog. I'm good. He keeps having problems everywhere he goes. I mean.
1: Right. Like, I I'm like, cool. You want to go out on this press run to tell people how terrible the bucks are. At the same time it's just like the story's not lining up, right? If 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 you had surgery on the ankle, that's one thing, right? You say they they're giving you tordal injections in this interview with Brian Gumble, that's something else. Like, hey, they were giving me tordal so I could play on this ankle that was that was really damaged so I wouldn't feel any of that pain. It got to the point where I can't play on this anymore and you say Bruce Arians told you to get off the field like it's a lot of hey, I say this, they say that. But stories aren't lining up, man. Like and and I don't know how you resolve it. Somebody is going to have to go to court or the league or yeah. the ML, uh, both. NFLPA will have to step in like it it's just getting to a weird place now.
2: Yeah, it is. And he's at this point he's 33 years old and I mean, who would give him another chance at this? I who would say that this is worth it after all these places have seen that it isn't and I, i don't know so much that he even really loves playing he seems a lot happier outside of football than when he's in football and he's got enough money that he can just enjoy his life without playing again
0: to be fair though i've counted out a comeback before and it just keeps happening so
1: yeah, I thought after uh, after New England, I'm like, yeah. all right, dude. Yeah. And but then here come the Bucks. Um, and so I I would imagine that next year he's on a roster because people don't. Mm. You you say that, but there's a team that's gonna be, need a wide receiver, and if he's healthy and you can get him on your roster, I know there's a team out there.
2: He was uh, tweeting, he tweeted a photo of himself Tuesday, I believe it was, wearing a Ravens jersey because he had been on uh, Brandon Marshall's podcast, I think it was, talking about wanting to play with Lamar Jackson, and then Lamar Jackson retweeted that clip, and I think that's the entirety of the smoke of him potentially going to the Ravens is just him saying he wants to. I can't imagine, I can't imagine somebody's going to go for that, Russ. I, I promise you, it sounds crazy,
1: but I I know like there are teams out there that, and you cover the the you cover cover the NFL like you know. Hey,
2: you're the one that says I don't need choir like choir boys. I don't. No, football. I don't. But I'd need a guy that's not going to leave in the middle of a game or get suspended, which he's been multiple times. Like I I can't have that. Let's just say we take morality out of it, which I think football does. And by the way, the story that he's telling about. His version of what happened in Tampa, uh, I don't really believe 100 of what he's saying. But the hypothetical of that happening with any player on any team sounds plausible to me. Um, I, I think that in football, the consequences of your actions are commensurate or, or, or dis, uh, inversely commensurate with like how good you are. I think if you're really good and really valuable, like he is, then you know maybe people will let some stuff slide. And you saw Bruce Arians let the fake vax card slide with him and then regretted it i just i think at this point it's too many problems too many times this is all everything with him russ is in like the last 4 years all his big blowups with steelers the raiders the patriots i guess it wasn't really so much of a thing with the patriots as just some other stuff came to light and they were ready to move on um, now the buccaneers like this has all been really recent with him and he shows I, there is no sign do you get any indication from him Maddie, do you get any indication from him whatsoever that he would change his behavior, that he would suddenly just do things differently if he did get another opportunity?
0: No. And that's, I mean, I feel like his press tour is proving that just as much as anything, right? There seems to be no remorse. But if what he's saying is true, also, that's messed up. Like, and like you said, it's very believable. Um, I just don't. I just don't know what to believe in this story, and that Bucks have changed their story as well. So I'm just going to sit back and wait for like maybe a year. (laughs) Revisit this. (laughs) Just wait, maybe
2: wait 20 20 years. Wait till everyone's book comes (laughs) out about it. Wait till Antonio Brown's memoirs and Arians' memoirs.
0: And then have a definitive answer on uh, who did what and whose fault it is.
1: This is my thing, Jason. Like, one, oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson and Antonio Brown, both Miami area guys, so that's the connection there. Mm-hmm, correct. But yes. um, your point about him getting another job, this is a guy that's now been on how many rosters over the last three years? Four?
2: Uh, yeah, Raiders, New England, Steelers, and Tampa.
1: Four teams in the last three seasons? Been a problem in all, all of those stops. Mm -hmm. had issues in all those stops been a bad teammate in Pittsburgh prior to what people believed was the hit that led to a lot of these issues. And then on top of that, you have the sexual assault allegations, right? Mm -hmm. And he's been on four teams in three seasons with all of that. So that's why I, and and had issues with, he never played a, a, a regular season game with the Raiders. And still got a two went to two more teams after that. Like, there's nothing in my mind from everything that the NFL show has shown and teams in the NFL have shown that it says eh, we've had enough of this guy. No, you haven't clearly, because of all of that stuff that we talked about led him to be on four different teams in the last four years. There's nothing that that would lead me to believe that he's not gonna be on a, on a fifth next season.
2: But he's 33 or 34 at this point, so his value is decreasing. It's on the downside. And all of these things he's done, like compare this, for example, with Josh Gordon's situation where Josh Gordon has been struggling with something and struggling with something and struggling with something and getting help and just continuing to battle through it. And it's it's clearly something he's not choosing necessarily. He does not have control over whatever um, substances are are holding him back. Josh Gordon is a guy that teams want to give another chance to Antonio Brown comes in and starts causing trouble in your place, in your locker room before your team like that you're inviting a problem into your locker room when you pay when you sign Antonio Brown the Bucks were a Super Bowl contender and brought him in and they're That's going kind of- for I mean to your point you know like, what I'm saying they they had they they brought him in and they said zero tolerance they brought him in I believe with the eight game suspension was it coming into the season I think yeah they brought him in with that said zero tolerance a year later maybe less they have I guess about a year later, they have a major issue where he gets. It's bad enough that he gets suspended, and that's the crime in football. The crime is not being a bad guy. The crime is anything that hurts that makes it so you can't play. That's what upsets a football team. They can they can look the other way on tons of stuff that you maybe don't want to look the other way on in real life. But it's once you once you can't play, then there's a big problem. Once you're not on the field, and you're right though to your point, even after all that, even after a deliberately deceitful action by him. To circumvent the rules, brought him back from that.
1: And yeah, had it not been for this incident against the Jets, would would have been playing last week. So that's you know that I just I think that the people are willing to do the mental gymnastics to make it so that they don't feel bad about signing
2: him, and I think another team will do the same. I don't want to, Maddie. I don't want to be in a position where we're trying. To, I, I hate that we are often in this position. It seems like lately where we're trying to ascertain whether someone has mental health issues, whether someone in his case who is not saying that but has all the appearances of something's not right or in Ben Simmons case where he's saying it and there's a lot of skepticism. I I hate being in that position in the first place. So I don't want to try to guess as a non-professional and as someone that is not been able to sit down and talk with Antonio Brown or anything like that, whether he has mental health issues, but I I'm worried about him in general. And it seems like there's something not right there. Like he is headed and has been headed down a bad path. I mean, what do you, what do you do with that? If you care about the person?
0: That's a, that's such a, that's like such a life question. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know. And it's a, you're right. It's a really, weird place for us as journalists to be in where you want to be compassionate but if he's saying he doesn't have mental health issues then where do you go from there because you i mean he he knows what's going on in his mind better than anyone but also maybe he's in denial or maybe i'm just putting that on him right like it's such a hard thing to parse out for even us who are thousands of feet away yeah, And so for his teammates, who a bunch of them came out and said, hey, he's got a lot of stuff going on. We really hope the best for him. And are as he's now put it, he's kind of characterized that as them feeding it into the Bucks' narrative that there's mental health issues. So he sees that as a strike, like them going up against him. While he, he
2: probably feels like him saying he has mental health issues is some kind of admission that this is his fault. Right, and him denying that he has mental health issues is continuing to say no, no, no. This isn't me. This isn't some issue with me. Even if it is mental health, it's not me. This and is I'm something the Bucks are his doing.
0: Teammates are trying to be just compassionate and are worried about him. Maybe not. I mean, maybe. We don't know something about their relationship, but it seems like they're genuinely trying to reach out and hoping for the best, but then it comes off as adversarial to, uh, I don't know. That's what I've landed on. I have no idea what the right thing to do is, especially as someone close to the situation.
2: it's, It's gotten much, much more complicated. It keeps getting increasingly complicated. I feel like we weren't at this point, maybe a year ago, we were, we seemed to be arriving in a place where like, especially just within the sports world, I don't want to speak to society at large because my life is so myopic in just like the world of professional sports. We were getting to a good place on this mental health, on the mental health issues. We were getting to a good place within sports of being understanding about this, wanting to help with this. And now a year later, we're at this place where you're starting to be skeptical about whether someone's exploiting that as a loophole or whether somebody is denying that because it helps their ca- their public case that they're trying to make against their team. Russ, you you're uh, you're both you're a compassionate person but you're also mm-hmm. competitive. You're you understand mm-hmm. how cutthroat sports are and I think that if you were a general manager of any team in any sport, you would be kind of one of the you would be like winning trumps all pretty much. Um that's basically the job. So if you're a team, you're t- you're you're pointing out and very correctly that Anto- Antonio Brown still has something to offer. If you're a team and you feel like that's just that's what you need, like that's what puts you over the top. And I don't know which team yeah. that'd be, maybe maybe the Bills or somebody somebody that's like we're really really good putting getting him puts us over the top. Do you take that chance going into next season? I just
1: there's too many instances of teams saying yes. Like are we willing to put up with this if it means we're going to win a Super Bowl.
2: Look at last. Imagining week. a best case scenario where Antonio Brown comes in and doesn't find you're the one that can fix him. He he comes in, doesn't cause any of these problems and just produces. I think there are twenty
1: plus teams in the NFL that would say yes, we're we're gonna take Antonio Brown.
0: But I think if you say yes, you can't go in expecting to quote unquote fix him. You have to say yes and know everything that could come along with that yes.
1: I think most do, which uh, that probably makes it even nastier that they're willing to put up with that. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For
2: $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll
1: get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel any time. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
2: Maddie, we do a little segment around here that you might have heard of called Football Roundup. I say that as though it's very famous and well-known to everyone. And in fact, you probably don't know that we do that, and that's fine. Football Roundup is brought to you by BetUS. You can go to BetUS.com and use promo code SportsAdjacent, all one word. For a 125% sign-up bonus, start your account with $100, they'll kick you an extra 25 to make your first bet. Two games this weekend, Russ. That's all it is. Maddie, yeah, gotta, we're down Maddie let's hear you pick these. It's Chiefs minus 7.5 against the Bengals and Rams minus 3.5 versus the 49ers. You going with the favorites or what?
0: Oh, um, I like an underdog. But I get I get the points, right? You get the
2: points, yeah. If you want the underdog, you can get the points. That's how gambling works, yes.
0: Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. I'm actually a very bad gambler. For the amount that I write about sports.
2: Hmm. All right, we'll let Russ pick these then. I'm going to say
1: we get the Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl that we didn't get in 2018 when Mahomes won the MVP Mm -hmm. the first time. I think I'm so, too, and I one. think
2: they both cover. I would think they would both cover. I would think that the Chiefs will not have too hard of a time with the Bengals, but you never know. I like uh, that the Bengals can score points, and like
1: I think they'll hang in that game for a little bit because the one thing they do have is they can put points on the board, and that's what you need to do against the Chiefs, as as the Bills found out.
2: Yeah, and even that's, that's not enough because of how right. good he is. Right. Uh, Super Bowl odds right now. The Chiefs are an overwhelming favorite on BetUS at 5-4. to four. Rams are two to one, forty ers four to one, Bengals nine to one. I'm always looking at these Russ, looking for value, and I feel like it, it's. I know it's two to one, but I feel like the Rams is the good value on there. Yeah,
1: I, I you know that you know they're gonna if they win, they will be pl- they're playing at home this week. They'd be playing at home in the Super Bowl, even though it's something I wanted to get to later on in football roundup about them not wanting. Uh, San Francisco 49ers fans buying tickets.
2: Yes, they. Uh, uh we'll get to that later. Then we'll get to the, uh, restriction on zip codes for buying tickets. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, also on BetUS, you can vote. Uh, you can. Uh, I'm sorry, vote. Uh, you can bet on many other things. Um, like postseason awards, you can bet on Coach of the Year, Mike Vrabel of the uh, of the Titans, heavy favorite over Zach Taylor of the Bengals. And for MVP, it's Aaron Rodgers at one to twelve, extreme favorite. Followed by Brady at six to one and the legendary Cooper Cup at 28 to one. That's Cooper Douglas Cup. Get it right. Well, why do I have to say his middle name? What does that mean?
1: Because put the, some respect on that man's name. That's a legend. Calling him Cooper Cup is showing respect.
2: Cooper Who calls Douglas people by their Cup. middle name?
0: Mothers, Man. when
2: they're. Me and mothers, yes. You don't even know my middle name. Oh, i definitely Just like, what's the first white guy middle name I could come up with? Wouldn't have been great if
0: he's right, though.
2: We begin football roundup with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Perfect ending for Chicago as Robbie Gold puts Green Bay away on a late field goal. San Fran wins 13 to 10. Uh, Rodgers, 20 of 29, 225 yards, a 91.9 passer rating. Russ, what I found interesting about this was it came the day after the NFL implemented uh, what I call the Aaron Rodgers rule which is something we've been talking about for weeks on here, Maddie, yeah. uh, or months even, that the unvaccinated players would no longer be tested. And interesting that that comes when you only have eight teams left, and Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for one of them, and his 90-day testing exemption ends shortly before the Super Bowl.
0: There can't be a connection. No, that's just happenstance for sure. They put this
2: rule in for you and then you go and, uh, <laughs> and blow uh crap, crap the bed at home. What do you think's next for him, Russ? If he, uh did, like, he seems unhappy in Green Bay. He was threatening to leave last year. It seems like if they are not going to keep Devontae Adams one way or another, then he's definitely out. Can he do what Brady did and go find one of these teams that's decent? That's like a 500-ish team. But doesn't have a quarterback. And can he, like, is that a path for him? I, it, everything feels
1: like this is ending, right? Like, yeah, definitely. if there's anybody that loses here, it's Devontae Adams because the Packers can franchise tag him, even though he wants to be tied at the hip with Aaron Rodgers. And why wouldn't you if that's your guy? But yeah, I don't see this, you no, know, being able to, them being able to mend this. And it's a situation where he, The Packers need Aaron Rodgers more than Aaron Rodgers needs the Packers, if we're just going to talk about football, right? So, like, if he leaves, they're in rebuild mode because I saw a lot. I didn't see a lot from Jordan Love, right? There's nothing that leads me to believe that Jordan Love is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So, you had 16 years with Brett Favre as your quarterback. Then you had another 16 with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. And now you got to go into this next 16 and the guy that you have back there right now, I don't think he's Aaron Rodgers. And while you could say, well, hey, I don't think they thought they'd have Aaron Rodgers, true. But it's hard for me to believe based off of what we've seen that Jordan Love is going to be the
2: answer for them. Well, where, do, where but what about Rodgers in particular? Um, like I wrote down 10 teams that I think are in that range, in that category of, okay, Mm-hmm. As is, but could use a quarterback. And one of the teams I put in there, by the way, is the Titans, which I know were the number one seed in the AFC. But I feel like they meet the criteria uh, of a team that is like a quarterback away, because as much as they paid Ryan Tannehill, and as much as his statistics were good for a couple of those seasons, I, I that's like that's like a slightly better Kirk Cousins to me. I don't think that's a game changer. Where do, you, know that. where do you? Where could you see Rodgers going? Where he could have that that Brady success, and and then again, like what comes with that is just like what you see in basketball, Russ, where where you have the Heat or the Warriors when they have th- or Cleveland even when they have things going, they're able to get these, uh, you know, pretty accomplished, pretty good veterans to come in and play cheap to chase a ring. Yeah, like I, I would well, the one place I would have said last off
1: season would be the 49ers, which was the team he grew up rooting for, California yeah. guy. But they went and drafted Trey Lance, who apparently is the heir apparent to Jimmy Garoppolo after this season. So that's probably out. You look at a place like Philadelphia, right? That's a quarterback away, and it doesn't it doesn't seem like Jalen Hurts is going to be the answer there? Um, that's another place. And hey, let's say this, there's this rumor that Tom Brady might not come back, like Tampa. Right, you swap <laughs> just, out that one, spot. <laughs> just swap that. out one, swap out one old ass quarterback go. and slide in another one, and, and boom, now you're back, right back Super Bowl contention. So like, it had I think as a he's a California guy, so somewhere warm. I don't think he, you know, just like Tom, you leave New England,
0: great place Garrett for Super
1: people Yeah, look, you you go somewhere warm. So I would say a a a warm weather climate is probably in his future.
2: Or a dome. I could see him wanting to play in a dome like Indianapolis or something like that. When you brought up. Indy wouldn't be bad. When you brought up Tampa, I was kind of thinking, it made me think back to when uh, LeBron James had left the Heat and Kevin Durant was a free agent. And the Heat were one of the five or six teams that got a meeting with him up in the Hamptons. And I remember thinking, like, he's not going to go to the Heat. Like, as good as what their pitch might be, he's not going to be like, yeah, I'll just go do what LeBron did. Which is why I couldn't. I, and I know that's silly, but maybe there's some validity to that. Like I couldn't see Rodgers being like, "Oh, let me just take Brady's spot," or or even like Minnesota could be a spot for him. But like that's what Favre did. I don't know. I mean, do you think there's anything to that, or am I just uh, like over dramatizing things? No,
1: I I just I think he's got. There's one. There's not a lot of teams that can afford him, right? There are also not a lot of teams that have the ready-made Super Bowl contender that's a one quarterback away from reaching this, you know, making a deep run in the playoffs. And like that kind of doesn't
2: exist though. Like if you're, I mean, you're guessing like Brady was guessing with Tampa. Cause if you're a quarterback away, that's like me saying like, I may, I'm a neurosurgery degree away from being a brain surgeon. Like that's quite a ways to go.
1: Well, I mean, I think a lot of teams think they're, I don't think it's as much guessing. Cause like, I think if you looked at that roster, adding brady to what was mike evans chris godwin you know leonard fournette uh, ronald jones and a a solid young defense i think like i think on paper you're like okay adding a really good quarterback an all pro quarterback to this makes us a contender like look at the bears they thought if they got russell wilson that they would be a super bowl contender now we all know the bears and that wouldn't have happened but like they thought on paper that they were a that was their moonshot yep right and so like i think you you jokingly said minnesota but you add Aaron Rodgers with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, hey, and a defense that is solid, you have a running
2: back that's one of the best in the business. Like th- Something like that would make sense. Someone You said that a lot of teams can't afford him. If you can get him, you will find a way to afford him, I think. Maddie, where right. would you send him? If you're Aaron Rodgers, Where where do you think you'd go if you were leaving Green Bay?
0: I'm now really excited about Tampa just becoming the old man destination.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm, you. I'm
0: recycling through them. I've I've latched on. Um, so, like,
2: you got Rogers playing there a couple of years, and then Wilson comes in for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, why Maybe not? Maybe
2: Mahomes winds up there at the end. I got You're you. You're
0: already doing it with retirees. You may as well mm-hmm. expand your reach. Um, do you guys think that? If things if this season had ended differently, maybe if the COVID thing hadn't blown up so much, do you think that relationship would have been salvageable? I guess that's a big if with the COVID.
1: Personally, no, because I think it's the it started deteriorating prior to COVID.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? It started deteriorating when he kept saying, Hey, we need playmakers, hey, we need uh skill position guys, and they kept not drafting them. Yeah. Right? They kept using first round picks on Things other than that, even Devontae Adams, as as good as he is, they didn't draft him in the first round. He was a second-round mm. pick that turned into and, the best receiver in the game. And, and exacerbating draft that, drafting his replacement. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like I, I think all that started prior to COVID. COVID didn't help. Um, yeah, I just seem like you've kicked the can so far down the road as you know, in terms of this relationship where you're going to be almost begging him to stay and he's kind of already had one foot out the door this entire time. Even though I know he said this is his most fun he's ever had, he's been able to be quote unquote honest on Pat <laughs> McAfee's podcast where he's not challenged, but neither here nor right. there. Right. And uh but yeah, I, I don't ex- I don't think it, it I would be shocked if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Packers next year because it just seems like this relationship had deteriorated so much.
2: I think Matty's onto something there, though, with the way the season ended. I think that had they marched on and played in the Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl, then they would be looking at we've got to keep everybody. We got to keep Adams. We got to keep everyone. Like we're not letting anybody leave. And nobody would probably want to leave if they were going to come and chase another championship. I wrote down ten teams that I think might fall into this category of Well can I try to guess? Pretty good. Uh but could still use a quarterback. Yeah, let's see if you can get them, Russ. We'll see how many you get.
1: All right. Uh Miami Dolphins.
2: That's one. Ding.
1: Hey. Pittsburgh Steelers?
2: Yep. Um, Vikings? Yep. So that's three. This is just roster-wise. This isn't money-wise.
1: Okay. Um, Indy? Yep. So that's four. Um,
2: You know what? 49ers anyway. That one's in there? They don't have a quarterback. Nobody thinks they have a quarterback. Good for them being in the NFC title game, doing it the Bears way with everything but the quarterback. <laughs> everything but the – I'm with Congrats, you. Congrats. Like, it very rarely works. You've done it. All right. Um, Tennessee. Got him. Yep. So that's six. That's. I think that one's just me. I don't think anybody's talking about that. But I could see, Russ, like I could see a scenario where – I think people in Tennessee,
1: Tennessee fans are like, hey,
2: let's just kind of get this quarterback thing right. I think it works. I think it might work for Green Bay too, though. I think maybe you trade them. Maybe you swap them straight up because – well, and then both and in which case both sides are upgrading because I think Ryan Tannehill is gonna be, you know, as much as he's got severe limitations, Better it's a lot than different Jordan than Love. going to Jordan Love next year. And Tennessee gets a guy that puts them over the top, probably. You got uh you got six out of my ten here.
1: All right. Um the Cleveland Browns. Nailed it. Wow. Okay. Seven great defense. Yeah, and they have you have running backs. Um now this is where it gets tough. What, what, so.
2: What's uh, what's Scampy saying, babe? What's your dog's name again? Oh my God, Stewart. Stewart. Did he say Raiders? Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, okay. sure well, wait a wait a, wait, wait wait a minute.
1: Um, Derek Carr.
2: <laughs> Derek Carr was really good this year. I would take Aaron Rodgers over Derek Carr. Oh yeah, but they. I don't like. Plus, I think Rodgers. I would this. bet. That's one thing I'd bet you on is that Rodgers plays Roger wherever he goes. It's a dome. I bet he goes somewhere where he's playing half his games in a dome.
1: I think the the Vikings are a good pick because I think he'd want to play the, the Packers twice a year. But that's that's just me.
2: He's um, probably pretty vindictive, yeah. Do you want to hear the other two? Oh, uh, The Washington football team? I did not have them on. No, I can't imagine anybody right. wants to go there. Well, I just... I, I uh, would picture everyone just being like, eh, there's 31 other teams. No thanks.
1: Uh, I'll let you finish out the list.
2: Uh, the Saints and the Broncos would be my other two. So I got Titans, Raiders, Steelers, Colts. Dolphins, Browns, Broncos, 49ers, Saints, and Vikings would all be places, would all be teams that if they got Aaron Rodgers, that would put them where they want to be probably. The
1: only team I'd say has no shot is with today's news, the Saints, because I don't think he's
2: going there with no shot. That's true too. Yes, that's true too. But like Aaron Rodgers, as good as he is, if he goes to the Giants, it's not, that doesn't do it. Like he will just, he can't, he's not good enough to lift a team like that. He's got to do what Brady did, where he goes to a team that's, Got a lot of other things in place and, and really would just need that. Add water, win Super Bowl. Uh, let's talk about wide receivers. I okay. have some wide receiver names I want to throw you. Some I'm going to give you three guys that are playing this weekend, and I want you to tell me if any of these would be the number one receiver on the Bears. Maddie, you can play too. Uh, Tyler Boyd of the Bengals. Is he the number one receiver if he's on the Bears? The only reason I say no
1: is cuz I think Him and Darnell Mooney play the same position. You hate
2: Darnell Mooney. You'd have you'd
1: cut no, Darnell no, Mooney no, to make room no, for Tyler Boyd. No, that's see I don't want that my, my tweets about him dropping passes to be misconstrued. I think he's very talented. I just think they've portrayed him as a number 1 receiver and he he he's he's like a really good slot receiver.
0: You tweet that like 3 times every game though. He oh, drops he a lot of passes. Uh, you're regularly scheduled? <laughs> I'm you're
2: sorry. Driving. Yes, it's like, scheduled. But he, he just saves them in his drafts. Yeah.
0: I think he's
1: a really good receiver. I just don't think they portrayed him as the heir apparent to Allen Robinson, and
2: he's not. Now, like, I'm not. he saying, had 1,000
1: yards because they force fed him.
2: My question is not, are his numbers better than Darnell Mooney's? Because Darnell, Darnell Mooney had 1,000 yards this season. My question is, if he's on this roster, does he become the number one receiver? Matty, yes or no? Tyler Boyd. I'm going to go yes. I'm going right. to also go yes. Oh, you went after all that. You came around to yes. After all your, I don't want to hurt Darnell Mooney's I, I Darnell any I think, more I think, than I already have.
1: I think yes. Darnell, Mooney's, Darnell Mooney's ceiling is probably really good Tyler Boyd.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. How about Chiefs receiver Byron Pringle? Is he the number one receiver if he's on the Bears? No. Maddie? I'm also going no. Okay. And from the Rams, Van Jefferson. Number one receiver, if he's on the really Bears. good receiver, uh, I'm thinking think, yes yeah. on that one. Uh,
1: but if him and Dart what if they're the same? What does that mean? Does that mean yes if they're the same receiver?
2: Uh one well, B. We'll go. You know,
1: push goes to Darnell Mooney in this case. So we say, all right, I'll say no. Then I think Darnell Mooney. If if they think they're the same skill set, I'm gonna go push and say Darnell
2: Mooney. Van Jefferson, Matty. best receiver yep, on five. the team, if he's on the five, Bears.
0: Breaker. So I'm talking with Jason
2: on this one. You're saying yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. What what these three guys have in common, Russ? Is they're all the third best receiver on their own team. <laughs> <sighs> that was my whole point in this thing. Man. I knew you fine, had an angle back.
3: Right?
2: Jeez, man. That's you look at the Rams like and this is with uh uh why am I blanking on the guy's name that's hurt? Um Woods.
1: Yeah, Robert Woods with,
2: out. With with Robert Woods out, they this is what good wide receivers look like this is what outfitting your quarterback with the right weapons looks like when you got cup jefferson uh i'm drawing a blank on another guy's name uh, odell beckham there you go i want to ask you this
1: question because people thought odell beckham was done and garbage and it was his fault in cleveland
2: yeah turns
0: out he was still really good yeah well even after he moved there were what was the question everyone was like (laughs) He, well, did, I didn't he did get to it immediately. It. What's see? Right. Clearly, it's his fault. Right?
2: Clearly, he sucks. Yeah. No. Like, I, oh, I just... sorry.
0: He's had two days. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you do see that most of the time, though, when there's some kind of split like that, it's like, okay, well, then that guy never turns out to be anything again. But Odell Beckham has had—he's—he's he's not that old for one. I can't remember what his actual—is he like thirty? Um, yeah,
1: I think he might just have just turned thirty.
2: And he's still been really good when you've seen him on the field. And so if he's healthy, he's in a good offense. You saw how bad Cleveland's offense was. I mean, it's kind of like the Bears with Allen Robinson. Uh, you know, it's not apples to apples, but it's like, who would have looked good in that offense? I mean, somebody's going to get the catches. Darnell Mooney ended up getting the catches in the yards. But, like, everybody's numbers are going to be down when your offense is bad, Russ.
1: Odell Beckham just turned 29. My question for you, sir, is, yes Bears need a number one receiver. Odell Beckham Jr. is a free agent. You pair Odell Beckham Jr. and Darnell Mooney – What say you, sir?
2: I I would, of course, be in favor of that. I think that with the Bears next season, it's not going to be so much about wins. I think everyone's going to go into it knowing this is not going to be a year where they compete. But even that being said, you have to put all the pieces around Justin Fields. You cannot go cheap on that side of the ball. You cannot, you know, quote unquote, tank. On that side of the ball, he needs the pieces to be able to move along. So you do have to work on that offensive line and you do sign a big receiver like that. Or you end up bringing Allen Robinson back if you have to, if you can't get somebody like like if you could get Adams or you could get Beckham, you 100 percent do that, even in a tank season, because Justin Fields needs those guys around him. It's less exciting, but Mike Williams from the Chargers. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, Darnell Mooney is a really good player and it was in like Ryan Pace deserves a lot of credit for drafting him in the fifth round. It was like late fifth round two out of a small school. Great player, like great draft pick, not a number one receiver. You're going to you, it's like some of these NBA's. It's like the Bulls were for so many years with, um, with Zach Levine. Like he can't be he can't probably can't be your number one. You got to have somebody over top of him. Um, but he's but he'd be a good two. All right, let's do some more Bears. Tony, pull the pin on uh, Everything's Fine. That was time
1: for a Chicago Bears segment we call...
2: This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. So the Bears hired Ryan Poles as the new GM on Tuesday, Russ. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot like Ryan Pace making up a fake name. Like Ryan Pace comes into the interview room wearing a mustache and glasses, and he's like, oh, my name is Ryan uh, Poles. Ryan Poles. Uh, yeah, it,
1: it's like he was in the room trying to figure it out, and he sees Nick Foles walk by.
2: Right. right. Or just <laughs> a telephone pull out the window. Yeah, Ryan Poles. Um, yeah. 13 years with the Chiefs, Matty. A lot of time in college scouting, and the draft is huge. The draft is pretty much how you fix your team. In football, it's not free agency. It's usually going to be getting your draft picks right. Uh, executive director of player personnel seems like a good hire. The part I find fascinating about this is the sh- very short video clip that circulated of George McCaskey picking him up at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen this? It's, I, no one, yes, the clip I saw, I saw was like mo- three seconds long. It's
1: um, the first video I saw this morning
2: on Twitter.
0: Like a Letterman's jacket or something? <laughs> the, like, you might have
1: worn a sign that says, I'm George McCaskey.
0: He yeah, I have a few a notes Bears, on this.
1: Uh,
0: a Bears uh, mask on? A yes. Bears
1: letterman jacket, cornball. He, he, thank you. You pretty much covered all
2: the points <laughs> I wanted to my make bad. about it. I didn't it's want like to ruin it, but like. No, 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 that was very good. No, it was very good. Uh, it was very good. Of It's exactly the kind of thing that the, the Bears would think was cool and slick. <laughs> and I also love that they had him fly commercial. Like Denver Broncos brought in Nathaniel Hackett on a private jet. The Bears are like, why'd you take the uh, why'd you take the uh, nine a.m. on Spirit? stop. Yeah, sure don't worry, it's nonstop. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: we'll pick you up at O'Hare, where people know what you look like, and like, and
1: then George picking you up. Like, come on, dog, and you're it, the it, owner it. of a football team. Picking
2: him up basically in a Bears costume.
1: <laughs> yes, you might as well have been the guy. You know, the guy that's at the Bears game. He has the bear head and the yes. bear paws. You might as well have put that on and pick them up. Uh, One other issue. Some joggers like the rest of us at the airport.
2: One other issue, um, just a small thing, and don't worry, everything's fine. Uh, They already interviewed 10 coaches before they hired Ryan Poles. I'm. Can. The only. I don't give them the benefit of
1: doubt on anything. That's the problem. The only thing I would say is this they're free interviews, right? You could just say, oh, I like him. And then you let your GM make the decision. And once. Your GM says, these are the guys I like. You already have the information of, all right, this guy. We had this guy in the building. We had this guy in the building. I just don't like the idea of arranged marriage. And with with, with with your pseudo football czar Bill Pullion, everything now is going to feel like an arranged
2: marriage. That's the thing. If you were if the situation you were just describing was the Patriots or something like that, you'd be like, OK, they probably know what they're doing. They're probably just right. getting these free meet and greets. No big deal with the Bears. You're like, OK, Ryan Poles, welcome to the job. Here's the list of guys we like. Here's the list of guys we don't like. Pick one from the good list. Right.
0: Didn't we like, like big Quinn. deal about with their last press conference being like Poles interviewed him.
2: Uh, yes, yes. Sorry, uh, with Jim release. Caldwell's Jim. So Ryan polls first day on the job, literally the same day, they've already got Jim Caldwell in the building. And it's not like that was Ryan polls decision. Um, they had scheduled, Did they that. pick him up
0: at the same time.
2: I don't know. Good Just question. By good gate question. And then- uh, Caldwell flew into midway, I believe on Southwest oh, Maddie. Wow. So someone else had to go get him. Yeah. Um, they sent Nick falls to do that. He's got to earn that money somehow. Um, with the, yeah, with the Bears, Russ that's it's a little bit of a concern. And yes, Maddie, they, they emphasized that it was Ryan Poles doing the interview and that would be the best case scenario for them uh, is if you just hired this guy and let him do his job and stay out of the way. And that's usually how things get fixed instead of you trying to do it yourself. Um, I also think that. They're not going to do that. I think they're going to be like, this guy's 36 years old. He's, you know, relatively inexperienced as an NFL executive. We're going to have to help him. And it's the kind of help you probably don't want. If he is qualified enough for you to hire him as the GM, he's qualified enough to pick your head coach. This is the problem.
1: Ryan Pohl should be like, all right, George McCaskey and Bill Polian, get the hell out of here. Let me pick your head coach. <laughs> right. But I think they're going to be like, My yeah, job. we like we like yeah. Dan Quinn and we like Les Frazier and we like Jim Caldwell. Pick one of those three and we'll
2: say you, you hired him. Who do you want, Maddie?
0: Coach wise? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I was on the Florist train for a mm-hmm. while. Um, mm-hmm. but I've I make a habit of staying out of Bears business. Just there's okay. just so much muck. So that was my initial review, but it seems like he's not He's not at the top of the list anymore, is he?
2: Flores doesn't seem like it. No, he would have been at the top of my list, I think.
1: Uh, I'm a big Brian Dayball guy. Oh,
2: okay. What about this one, Matty? Let me throw you this philosophically. I know you don't want to talk Bears, but let me ask you a journalism question. Let me
1: make you do it anyway.
2: (laughs) No, no, this is going to be more of a philosophical journalism question. So you look at, for example, uh, Brian Flores and Dan Quinn. Brian Flores, I think, will be a better coach. Brian Flores is aggressively anti-media hostile is his reputation toward the media Dan Quinn will probably not be as good of a coach but is like one of the nicest people like will be extraordinarily helpful with the media in ways that even Matt Nagy wasn't who who are you what do you want there because I sit here as a reporter and say Brian Flores is probably the guy and it's going to make my job hell but he's probably the guy and I don't think anybody here cares about how difficult he is with me in press conferences
0: yeah, see, from a personal note, I want my job to be easier. But okay. I'm never going to write this is who they should hire because it'll make my job easier, right? Like I can separate the two. I can say this is what the team who the team should hire and this is who I personally would like to deal with every day.
1: All right, so this is a good question, and this is one, Jason, we were at dinner and we talked about. Mm-hmm. And he said – he told me that the same thing he told you, like Brian Flores is an anti-media guy.
2: By reputation, um, I should say. I, I never by covered, reputation. Even though I have the Miami history, I never covered Brian Flores. I did cover Dan Quinn when he was the defensive coordinator at Florida. But I'm still friends with a lot of guys on that Dolphins beat that that filled me in in detail about Brian Flores. The reason
1: I – and I told – and this is the answer that I told Jason when we were at dinner. I said – the Bears are going to care about him being an anti-media guy. Because if you didn't hire Bruce Arians because he wouldn't do your fake press conference, why would you hire a guy? like I told Jason, I said, the first time you and Brian Flores go at it, it's going to be front page of everything. Because Jason does his job very aggressively, not in a bad way, but like he doesn't take crap, and Brian Flores doesn't either. It's like if Gordon and... Whatever, pick your player in baseball went at it, right? It's like that. And so, like, I think the Bears care about perception and how they're viewed publicly and in the media, especially with some of the things that have happened to them lately. So I think they would defer to a guy like Dan Quinn where it's like, look, Matt Nagy at the end, nice guy. And he probably still got the benefit of the doubt, even though those press conferences got,
2: you know, uh, Jason, how would you describe them? What was he supposed to do? I mean, they got repetitive. They, right. uh, Matt Nagy was put in the situation where it's like in I've mid-November, he everyone knows you're getting fired, <laughs> yeah, and right. we're just going to trot you out here for the next two months and have the guy, have the reporters ask you about it every day. I mean, right. he, but
1: like, it got repetitive. Let, let's say he was a bag. I think those press conferences go a lot differently. He's a nice oh, guy, so absolutely. I think they went, they, they while they were still, you know, they were preferencing questions at the end, you're going to get fired. But, Very
2: awkward. Very awkward. You know,
1: it was awkward, but, you know, Matt, being the guy that he is, I think you you give that person the benefit of the doubt as you know, and and try yeah, to I be have, respectful. I have a, there lot of respect for respectful. him as a
2: person for how he handled that guy. That would be incredibly difficult. Maddie, what's up?
0: My thing is maybe the Bears should care a little less about public perception, and then it might go a little better for them. I feel like they kept shooting shooting themselves in the foot this year with the way that they handled news when it would break, and like you said, just rolling Nagy out week after week to say. No, I have not been fired without saying something beforehand. Nobody likes to try hard. I feel like they're just trying a little too hard.
2: <laughs> well, but that's all. Well, I think it's the opposite. Uh, I, I don't know. That's that's how great of a job they're doing is we can't tell if they're trying too hard or not trying. I felt like they were out the of touch with, with the world. They're out of touch with the world when this patches that when this patch.com report comes through and they're like, ah, we don't have to shoot that down. No awareness that this is totally. Uh, been a wildfire on twitter and on the radio and like you know oh everyone wants us to fire matt but we're not going to do it because we have this old archaic policy which by the way will then you know uh surrender the possible head start we could have had on all these other teams that would be hiring gm and a head coach i felt like they were out of touch with what people thought and russ to your point that that interesting one with brian flores how is that going to play here where the press conferences are played on all the sports talk radio station where you really are in Chicago. And I, I imagine New York's like this i have never lived there. And some other towns might be like this, but I know Chicago's like this in a way that Miami was not when you're the coach and you're doing these daily press conferences or three times a week, or whatever it is, you really are talking to the fans directly. You are talking to the people because it will go out to all of them over the yeah. radio, over Twitter, over uh, the TV news. And the people here know what's going on in the press conferences way more than anywhere else I've ever lived.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I just think uh, this is not your Jacksonville. This is not Miami. This is not, you know, Brian Flores got to do that in Miami. That doesn't happen in your New York, your Philly, your Chicago. It doesn't.
2: Unless you're going to the Super Bowl all the time, like Belichick, if you're doing that, maybe you get away with it. But if you're doing that as the new coach and you're not winning, like I don't that I don't think it's gonna fly here.
1: Look, look what happened to Matt Patricia in New York trying to pull that I'm Bill Belichick stuff and not winning games. Didn't work out for him. I'm trying to figure out do you mean Joe Judge? No, I mean Matt Patricia in Detroit. Detroit. Okay, all right. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just like you try to pull that Bill Belichick. I'm Bill Belichick. Have some respect. He told the reporter to sit up in the press conference. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, I remember. Come on. Dog.
2: <laughs> that was my favorite. That was my favorite of the Matt Patricia moments because he's criticizing someone else's appearance when he's like the slobbiest coach in the league. <laughs> Let's finish up football roundup with the game of the game of the season? I was gonna say game of the weekend. I think game of the season, Bill's Chiefs. Maybe one of the best
3: Oliver.
1: last decade plus it'll be one of the better games of all time to do you remember we'll look back and say do you
2: guys remember the chiefs ravens game early in the season that baltimore won lamar jackson going for it on a fourth and one to seal the game i thought that was the best game of the season until i saw this one and then i was like all right yeah this one this one wins for sure you get down to the end where uh the chiefs have led almost the entire game Bills go up 29-26 with about two minutes left, and then the lead just changes like crazy. You long touchdowns, ends up going to overtime at 36-36. Chiefs win the toss and win the game because you're not going to stop them. And uh, th- this is the part everybody's been debating. And, and immediately, immediately, when I was sitting down watching this with my family, my wife, who is a huge football fan and has watched football her entire life, it, she was immediately upset and felt cheated as a viewer that this was how the game ended. That it's just Kansas City. She wants them to do it like college does, I think, or, or, or almost like an innings style overtime.
1: I talked uh, – we talked about this on our show this week um, on the rally, and it was just like the first team that people were really like, oh, this sucks, 2018, when Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl – I mean, not Super Bowl, excuse me, the MVP award, and they played New England in the AFC Championship game. And the guy that won the MVP didn't get a chance to have the ball in overtime and New England ultimately goes to the, the Super Bowl and faces the Rams and they win. Um, the Josh Josh Allen was amazing in that game. You can make an argument that he was better yeah. than Patrick Mahomes. That guy deserved at least one shot, right? So how do you fix it? I think for me, it's – I don't want college where each team gets the ball at the 25-yard line. and if That you score drags a on forever, man. Right? I think it should be – all right, you get the ball first. You score a touchdown. I get one shot to score a touchdown and try to tie – if I don't score a touchdown, you
2: win, right? So I not think- that different than the current rules, really. Right. So it's slight, slight change.
1: Slight change. If I tie, yeah. then it's sudden death, right? I, can
3: I feel two like two sudden death
2: friends. was super exciting, and then we kind of moved off that and made it a little softer. And I don't want to keep going that direction. Go ahead, Maddie.
0: Yeah, I think not to just – Mina Kimes put it so well, and I'm a huge – Mina Kimes fan, not just because her dog looks just like mine, too. Side note, <laughs> um, but she said everyone's up in arms about it because of this game. But it's not that we should change the rule because of this game. We should change the rule because the rule sucks, and it so much depends on the coin flip. I think she was like ten, like ten and one had gone to the winners of the coin flip, and however many. Hot or the last eleven times or whatever makes
2: sense because I mean even even though a field goal doesn't win you the game you could get down and get one and then get a stop and then you know, I mean it, yeah it would seem extremely advantageous to get the coin flip
0: yeah so which is random I agree with Russ you should at least get one chance to have your offense have the ball in their hands or make your defense do something right like you right have it depend on one team's defense.
1: And this and this is my thing like I don't think I think it's better for the game that way because it's if ice come down and score a touchdown on the first drive I don't think there's a ton of teams that are just going to come back and score one on me like I don't think it will be this whole this game has never ended. I don't think it'll be I score a touchdown, now you score a touchdown. Like maybe in that game it would have been and in which case that's awesome. This game deserved that. But I think most times a team goes down, kicks the field goal, I get the ball, let's say I score a touchdown. Cool. Game over. Or I score a touchdown. You get the ball. We get a stop. Game over. So I don't think it'll be one of these. This we're at six overtimes. I don't think that'll happen.
2: I think the reason this one hurts so much for everybody. And and I sit here even as someone who wouldn't change the rule and and was kind of disappointed in the ending in a way because it felt like we could have just watched that game forever. Yeah. If you'd have been like, "Hey, they're going to play a whole 30 more minutes and just see who's winning at the end of that." I'd be like, "Yes. Let's like inject this game into me. I want to watch this game for 3 more hours. It's amazing."
0: After such a great divisional round already. Like it was already yeah. so much fun. Was like, football. "Oh man, I thought that this was going to be the best game, but I guess not cuz the bar's already been set so high." And then it's like, "Oh no. It's still absolutely the best game of the weekend." <laughs>
1: So David Ortiz was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame on Tuesday. Uh, One of the best postseason hitters of all time. Had over 500 home runs in his career. Multiple time World Series champion with the Red Sox. And one of the more beloved figures in baseball by, by people, both, you know, both fans and in the media. But I think something that comes with David Ortiz is, you know, entrance into the hall of fame is you know, he's somebody that was under the cloud of performance enhancing drugs. Now his, um, his case might be different. It's not like Barry Bonds or Alex Rodriguez where he was the face of PDs, but you know, his name appeared on a list of players that have had tested. Um, it was before MLB's drug testing policy in 2003, right? Which is why a lot of people don't consider it to be in the same realm as those others. But it's a discussion to be had. Uh, I think there's also a lot of people that believe that there are people who are in currently in the Baseball Hall of Fame that use performance enhancing drugs. I think the issue that people are having is people love Big Poppy and think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Right. He received 77 percent of the vote from writers. Awesome. I think there are also a lot of people who see that Barry Bonds in his 10th year on the ballot missed. Right. You see Roger Clemens, one of the best pitchers we've seen. You know in base in history of the game, missed the ballot. Two guys who were the face of PEDs, the face of steroids in their era. I haven't liked the fact that people now look at the Baseball Writers Association of America as if we are these so like people are the gatekeeping the Hall of Fame. Right? Do, are there people who gatekeep? Yes. I don't think there's an exact science to voting for the Hall of Fame, right? I know I know a lot of people who have votes for the Hall of Fame. I don't have one yet. I'll have to wait another six years to get mine. But I have respect for people who take this process very seriously. And by take it seriously, I don't mean I'm pretentious and high and mighty and I'm not going to vote for anybody. Here's my blank ballot. I don't like that because I, I think you feel like you're bigger than the process itself.
2: Um, there's too much stuff like that. That's, the, that's smearing... of the people that do this the right way that's it's it's a loud minority i don't think that a
1: a good representation of the electorate right there's a a lot of people who are up in arms by that but there might be three or four people that do that out of the hundreds that get to vote for the hall of fame i think the majority of people take a lot of time and really are thorough in their process and why they vote for the people that they vote for um but all of a sudden it's become this i can't believe writers do this i can't believe they're going to keep one of the best players we've ever seen one of the best hitters we've ever seen out of the hall of fame i'm like look baseball shouldn't ignore the history of what was the steroid era you can make the argument and the reality is that the steroid era saved major league baseball you had a commissioner in bud Selig who knowingly understood what steroids were doing to the game he's in the hall in the of fame time. he's in the hall of fame He's in the Hall of Fame, and he was the guy that was the commissioner this whole time. Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, he was the guy sitting there frowning as Barry Bonds tore down all the records.
1: Turned a blind eye to the, when when those guys, when Sosa and McGuire were setting records, when Roger Clemens was doing what he was doing. Like, that guy's in the Hall of Fame. We rewarded Bud Sealy. So I understand when people are like, wait a minute, you can't keep Barry Bonds out, but you got Bud Sealy, who knowingly turned a blind eye to it in there. I think at the same time, those guys cheated. We have to accept that reality. Like those guys did something against the rules. I don't care if they were the best hitter we have ever seen. I get it. I love Barry Bonds as a kid. That dude cheated. I think, and I've talked about it on our podcast before, I think part of the punishment is you should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. But your punishment, but you chose to get ahead. You chose to be the best uh and it wasn't authentic your punish excuse me your punishment is now the public ridicule and backlash and backlash in the media and everything that's happened throughout the years where you should have been a hall of famer and now you're seeing all these people go to the hall of fame that were you were probably better than and maybe not probably you were definitely better than and now you have to wait go through your 10 years on the ballot you don't get in eventually barry bonds is going to get into the hall of fame but i think part of the writers Right. I think part of the punishment is you don't get in when you deserve or what you feel you deserve to go in. Right. That should have been Barry Bonds, undoubtedly, first ballot Hall of Famer. But because of the decision he made. He'll get in eventually. It'll just take a lot longer than it probably should have.
0: I have so many thoughts on this. in broken up into several different sections, because you brought up so many good points um, and and uh, subtopics. First of all, I don't know what I would have done with this ballot to be completely mm-hmm. honest. like you, I think I have nine more years <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> until I can vote. Um, but what I do want to know, I do want to take time and either read or hear or track down someone who voted for David Ortiz, and not barry bonds and hear their reasoning i'm guessing it's something like well there's you know there's a different there's levels to the amount that you're tied to peds um but i think that if you're doing that you also have to take into account what barry bonds did before his earliest known offense which was Absolutely incredible,
2: Hall so, of Famer. Before he ever got to San Francisco,
0: right? Um, can I make
2: one small guess on the difference between Ortiz and Bonds, and you guys can swat it away if it's terrible. We like David Ortiz.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the next thing. I am very worried about what what you said, Russ. A lot of people already were upset at the BBWAA for how, especially last year with Kurt Schilling and. There's just been so much stuff yeah. um, throughout the years that's kind of come to a head now, and putting Ortiz in and not Barry Bonds makes it look whether whether it has any had played any any part in individual people's decisions or the masses' decisions. It looks like a popularity contest, and that's rough for the BBWA.
1: Absolutely, you've created far more questions now than answers,
0: and i think part of that too is a lot of people don't understand who even votes for this thing like i hear people all the time throwing around things like oh well do you think they looked into this or knew this like these are all writers who have covered baseball for at least 10 years and i don't think a lot of people know that like it's a it takes a long time to get in and some of that is part of the problem right That, That you can have a generation that has an an outweighed influence, but also it means that a lot of times you have guys who have covered these guys for better or for worse. Right. Um, but they're not just any old writer off the street. Right. There's a, there's a whole process to it. So I think that needs to be understood as well.
1: There is, we talked about this week in our Chris Cody episode. Like if you haven't wa- have you, if you haven't been a baseball writer, in over ten years, you shouldn't get a Hall of Fame vote anymore. Like, yeah, you covered, the, you may have covered these players when they were active, but you don't actively cover baseball anymore. So, I have a hard time believing that you are a better person to judge these guys' candidacy after not watching games anymore than somebody who's an active writer or columnist,
2: right? We, think, we talked a few weeks back about Matty, about my friend down in Miami, Carlos Frias, who was a baseball writer for a very long time, got a Hall of Fame vote still had a Hall of Fame vote recently, even though his job was the food editor of the Miami Herald, and he said this is ridiculous, I shouldn't yeah. have this and surrendered it go ahead Russ go for it. it's just like if you've changed sports
1: and have been covering said sport for now ten years apart you know away from your other sport or or you're no longer a reporter like that happens too where it's like you've been promoted to something else it's like I don't know if you should get that vote anymore. And so I think baseball, the BBWA, I think there are obviously things, yeah, we should talk about in in who gets these votes. And I think over the years, they've done a good job eliminating people who have a vote. Like they have gone through like people who are inactive, people who haven't gone to ballparks in years and years and years. Like those people don't have a vote. But I, I just I always think there's a way to make the process better. I just don't think there, there's it's not a perfect science right yeah. like, i know people could say oh this guy was a hall of famer it's like dude there's no way it's gonna be perfect and the baseball hall of fame wants the bbwa to vote right there is no clear-cut definitive rule on hey if you've ever tested positive performance enhancing drugs or were uh suspected you can't be in the hall of fame that's not a rule right so until it is and until the Hall of Fame says, hey, these guys can't be voted into the Hall of Fame, we're always going to have a conversation. And now with a lot of these guys like Bonds and Clemens and Schilling off, I don't think a guy like a, a, a Gary Sheffield is going to go to the Hall of Fame. And so as the years go by and we phase more of these guys out, I think you know the process will be different. And I don't think we'll have a lot of these questions anymore. But yeah, I just don't think it's the perfect science that people would like to believe it is.
0: Stewart is also very upset about this.
1: Yeah, he's upset. He said, put Barry Bonds in there.
0: Um, Another thing to your point about the writers not being a monolith, found this um, fascinating stat that Jason Stark of the Athletic crunched some numbers. Um, And this also is a point... Towards Barry Bonds, but also makes a separate point. Um, but from this is shocking to me. But from 2018 to 2022, we have 59 new voters for the Hall of Fame that became eligible. 51 of those 59 voted for Bonds and Clemens. They each got 51 of those votes um, from the newer members. So. Things are the reason that that's a point for bonds is when he first, and first started on this ballot. It was you could be on the ballot for 15 years. Now it's only 10. So
1: it, have, it was trending in his direction.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this was the
1: highest year that he ever had in voting. Sixty-five mm-hmm. percent.
0: Um, so maybe with five more years, we can't say. But maybe with five more years, new voters would have gotten the, him there. But that aside, you do have so many different generations of voters, and these things are going to swing wildly as you get more new voters coming in every year. Um, and have like that's that's always been the case. Um, so it's not like the writers get together and sit in a room and decide, "All right, we're keeping this guy out." It's um, there's a lot of there's a lot of voters. With a lot of their own opi- opinions, and they're not always something that you or I would agree with, um, but it's not a monolith.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm happy that I don't have, I didn't have to be a part of this because, look, I don't, I know what I probably would have done, but I don't think it's an easy conversation. Also, I'm just happy that my like first Hall of Fame discussion will be Buster Posey five years six years from now right like it's a lot easier yeah. than do i have to be the moral police of guys taking oh. pds
0: although you know what we'll probably have to address it's sticky stuff what Crap level pitchers. of cheating? Mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. level of do we think that that's enough cheating to go under the character clause
1: me no because i'm just like if, if guys use pine tar and spit for all these years like Sure. Sticky stuff, you know.
0: I agree, but you have no, parallels I, to to the the performance enhancing drugs. I was going to say, right? couldn't
2: you kind of construct a similar argument about PEDs? It mm-hmm. so was kind of the way Everyone of the game at the time. It.
1: But I think uh, that's like saying because the you know there's there's the baseballs are going to be changed so that there's mm-hmm. they they have a tackier substance. That's like saying everybody gets a little bit of PEDs. right they're not going to do that so that's the only reason i i think they're different but like i think you can make the competitiveness
0: i mean they're definitely not exactly the same but but there's some parallels
1: it's probably as close as we're going to get for a while
2: Uh, maddie would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today i would love to hey i'm asking her first i'm going to ask you as well I'm I'm gonna go around the room. Russ, would you also like to hear the news we didn't get to today? I would. Okay. Well, you actually won't because it's gonna be bad and you're gonna get angry because uh, we begin our, our we'll news roundup. That next
1: time. Well,
2: we begin our news roundup with longtime basketball troublemaker Grayson Allen. He hurt one of Russ's favorite players, Alex Caruso. Russ loves Alex Caruso, and this <laughs> play was atrocious. Dirty as Allen. I, I'm sure everyone has seen the video by now. Russ, I thought, you know, he came in, he ended up hitting uh, Caruso with both arms. And I thought the first one is a hard foul, but within the, within a reasonable range of how basketball, how, you know, a rough version of basketball can be played. But then he came back around with the other hand and that's, that seemed to me, that second swipe to be the one that really knocked Alex Caruso to the ground. And uh, he ends up breaking his right wrist. That's his shooting hand and he's going to be out two months and Grayson Allen will be out one game. He'll be back by the time you hear this, probably, after his one-game suspension and $23,000 fine. And before you tee off on this, Russ, because I'm sure you will be fantastic on it, I would like to hear what our colleague at the Sun-Times, Rick Tellender, wrote about it.
0: And now, Maddie Lee reads... Oh, I have something prepared for this. This is uh, Maddie Reed's.
2: With glasses? You've put on your glasses for... The- Maddie with glasses? Different person? Maddie with glasses. This is different. I so you th- haven't heard any of the shows so far.
0: No, I actually can't see through these. These are not mine, but <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <clears throat> Fouls such as Allen's are chicken bleep. They should not be tolerated by the NBA, not anywhere. They sure aren't tolerated in noon ball at the YMCA, guaranteed. Indeed, if you have played basketball at any level, you know that low bridging a guy on a layup is as nasty as it gets. That includes yanking, shoving, or elbowing the shooter while he or she is helpless in midair. You just don't do it. Never.
2: Very good. Very good. Uh, how Russ, how come every person we have Everybody uh, but Tony can read. They all do it better than him. Uh, Professional reader Tony Gill, everyone we bring in off the street does better at it. When Tony comes back, we just won't let him
1: read things. How about that?
2: <laughs> uh, Tellender, by the way, who is an artist uh, and just one of the great basketball writers in recent history, went on to call Grace Allen a punk, a dirty player, and a sneaky, dirty weasel. Uh, Russ, do you have any uh, any terms that you'd like to add for Grayson Allen after what he did to your friend? <sighs>
1: Our guy uh, Jason Goff said it best that night. It happened. Like this has been, this has been the dirtiest player at two different levels of basketball in a long time. Both college and pro, it was like this guy is dirty, and it continues to happen. Like you know how we view Vontae's perfect in the NFL. Yes, great comp. Grayson Allen is Vontae's perfect in of the NBA. And that's how we have to look at it. Like we can't keep acting like, oh, this is this kid, oh, he's just competitive. And no, he's scrappy. No. no, that's bullshit. Like you can't go out and try to hurt people. He he might have just ended Alex Caruso's season. Like the Bulls hope that he's back, but you never know.
2: He's a big piece for the Bulls. He he's plays starter minutes for them basically.
1: Like I I don't. And then you have the the Bucks defending this nonsense. It's just like, dog, come on, like. No, that's a dirty play. That's not a hard foul where you try to wrap up somebody to prevent them from, you know, attempting the layup. Like, that's a hard foul. Like, that's intentional. And and after a while, you just have to ask, like, who's looking out for player safety? Especially with a, a player that has this long history of dirty play. It's just, it's sad. And there's no place in basketball for that. It's there's not
2: it's hard, Maddie. It's hard for me to reconcile Alex Caruso missing possibly two months over this and Grayson Allen missing a game.
0: Yeah. And getting, having to get surgery on it's not just like a little fracture. Like this is, this is hefty. Um, Yeah. I was expecting a heavier penalty, especially when you can take into account the fact that he broke his, and honestly breaking his wrist, wasn't even anywhere close to the worst case scenario with what that play looked like. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I do think that the league should have come down harder on that. But, I mean, Grayson Allen had like this weird, when he first got into the league, everyone wanted to write like redemption stories and stuff about him. And now that looks mm. really bad.
2: Nasty. It usually does. The uh, Super Bowl halftime show is in a couple of weeks, Russ, and it should be a doozy. They got Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and Eminem. Uh, but if you'd like to be part of that, say, as like a background dancer, it's going to cost you. You're going to have to take nine days off of work, eight hours a day for these rehearsals. You will not get paid. You must arrange your own transportation. And you have to sign an NDA so that you won't, with all of this great information about what the show is going to be like, run off and tell everybody uh, that's according to the LA times. Wait, you don't get paid. It is unpaid, the practice time, which will be again, nine okay. days of practice, nine days of rehearsals, full days, eight hour days, you are not getting paid. You are getting paid in the wonderful opportunity you have where maybe a swooshing camera will catch a blurry shot of your face while you're dancing.
0: Like an internship, you get paid an experience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> where Mary J and M and Snoop and Kendrick and Dr. Dre, everybody else get paid. You get nothing.
2: <laughs> Speaking of Super Bowl, Russ, were you upset? Uh, I believe, didn't you say you were upset about something that the Rams were doing with their tickets for the NFC Championship game this weekend against the 49ers? They were restricting sales, at least temporarily.
1: Yeah, you could – unless you had an L.A. – restricting it to L.A. area codes or L.A. zip have, codes.
2: You had to have an L.A. area address for your billing address for your credit card to buy tickets. And they, they had this up – they had this in place temporarily and then took it down for some reason. So if you were in L.A., Sherman Oaks, Thousand Oaks, you know, yeah. L.A. – Anything reasonably area. considered L.A., which right. would be probably an enormous swath in of two hours any direction. Right.
1: But if you're from Palo Alto, no, no, no. You right. can't buy tickets right. to to the Rams 49ers game on Sunday. And it's like, that's dumb. Are you, are you that afraid that you don't have uh, a home field advantage because of what Yeah, happened? what are you, the Chargers? <laughs> I mean, all things considered, when you look at the game that they had, I think it was week 18 when they played uh, the 49ers. And the majority of the crowd was 49ers fans. I don't think they want a repeat of that. But for a team that if you win, you're you're going to have the Super Bowl in your home stadium. Are you concerned that, hey, we're not going to have the advantage that the Bucks had when they played at home
2: last year in the Super Bowl? So uh, that's whack. Like, just worry about being good. It is a pretty amazing turn of events for them, Maddie. on the Green Bay loss that now they don't have to go to Green Bay and they will host both the conference championship and the Super Bowl if they advance
0: huge weather uh come oh my up goodness too.
2: yes Damn. yes
0: but Go fun fact.
2: Go you, the- Go <laughs> they- you got a fun fact
0: i do have a fun fact Ooh. well it's actually okay. a- uh, um they do the same thing in greece and i'm sure a lot of other places where if you're going to a game you have to be a member of that club's club or you are not let in and that's for safety reasons like safety legitimate reason. safety reason. What? Like- of, Because
2: because all the brawling, because yeah. of the hooligans. We'll
0: like get stabbed
2: and stuff. The hooligans? Oh, jeez. That's what they call them,
1: isn't it? Soccer hooligans. Uh, Dog, I I don't I I don't love sports that much to get stabbed. Like I love sports. Oh, do I'm you not like, really? I love sports, but I ain't getting
2: stabbed for nobody, man. Y'all can have yeah. these tickets. you take a stabbing for Cooper Cup. Yeah, he might be the only he
1: one.
3: <laughs> <But> even that <laughs> one,
2: I'd be like. I'm
1: don't stab me anywhere where it would hurt. Right, just get the fleshy part of my leg. Yeah, get the meat. Don't <laughs> stab me like in the rib.
2: <laughs> um, speaking of football, I'm sure you guys have been thinking about this. I'd like to revisit the 2003 Georgia high school football player of the year for class A 4 A. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to revisit that competition. Did you like know? Back
0: in 2020.
2: Yeah, you know all about this. You guys have followed the uh, Georgia High School Football Player of the Year races over the years for for Class 4A. Let me specify Class 4A. We're not talking 3A. Uh, Did you know that Hall of Fame wide receiver Calvin Johnson finished second in that uh, voting in 2003?
0: It's going to shock you, but I did not know that.
2: You didn't know that. I'm surprised because you would think who could beat out Calvin Johnson. It was a quarterback from Marist a Catholic high school in Georgia named Sean McVay 1000 yards rushing 1000 yards passing 14 and 1 state championship that year pretty good that's uh he might be it's, like the, it's relevant like the, it's timely everybody's thinking about the 2003 he's like the perfect coach right he's what the bears thought they were getting for yeah the ago. bears
1: got like great value Sean
2: McVay and yeah. I don't
1: even think they got that They got like RC Cola.
0: That's what the Cardinals.
1: They still they
2: still serve RC Cola.
1: Fitting, right? Like uh, if 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 Sean McVay is Coke, and like Matt Lafleur is Pepsi, the Bears got (laughs) RC Cola tab. Yes,
2: Mister Doctor Thunder, whatever the generic brand is.
0: It is Doctor Thunder. It's very good.
2: Uh, NBA Hall of Famer John Stockton has been suspended by his alma mater Gonzaga. Yikes. You got to You probably really got to make some people mad to get suspended. If you're John Stockton, if you're like the most famous person ever to come from there, you'd never Wait guess you saw he, why
1: he was trending.
2: Yeah, You'd never guess why he uh, why he got suspended. It's because he refused to cooperate with the school's mask mandate for inside the arena during basketball games.
0: Are trending planning- for something else. And claim that no, hundreds that? of professional athletes have died from getting the vaccine. Like, what he, he he, his and Like
2: what was, <laughs> yes. oh my God, it was so well, bad. I would appreciate if you'd show some respect to Dr. John Stockton. Uh, he has been, uh, he's been constantly and stridently spreading misinformation about the vaccine. And now he's in a rift with uh, Gonzaga. He's not allowed to go to games at his alma mater until they resolve this, which, I am guessing he's not going to cooperate. And finally, Russ and Maddie, this you better pay attention to. It's about a monkey escape. It's a pretty big deal. A little bit of a concern last Friday in the town of Danville, Pennsylvania. You've probably never heard of that. It's in the middle of the state, not near Pittsburgh, Philly, anything like that, kind of a rural area. Uh, And this is going to sound like I'm making this up or it's from a movie or something like this, but I read This uh, from the Associated Press, a truck, a pickup truck with a trailer full of monkeys crashed on the interstate. There were crates all over I-80, and they were en route to a lab, and some of the monkeys escaped in Pennsylvania in the winter. Um, Here's the part, though, that concerns me as I'm reading the AP story. It says, quote, about 100 monkeys were on board. And it said, quote, at least three escaped. So I feel like we want to be a lot more precise when we're reporting on escaped lab monkeys in Pennsylvania than roughly a hundred, and at least three got out. I also think we should be more careful because it sounds when we're driving a pickup truck with a trailer that has a hundred monkeys in it. Um the update to this story on Saturday, and by the way, Russ, this happened on a Friday. Okay? okay. So the Pennsylvania Game Commission, like you know, wildlife and fisheries type organization there, the Pennsylvania game commission has to go out and track down these monkeys. We can't just have monkeys running around, you know, spreading disease or whatever. Right. Imagine getting that call on a Friday night. You think you've put in a hard work, a hard hard week of work, you know, digging raccoons and bears and removing skunks and all this kind of stuff uh, that these wildlife employees have to do. And you get, and you're settled in on a Friday night, you crack open a cold one, you're ready to just relax. You got a pizza on the way and they're like, Hey, uh, we need you to come in. We got loose monkeys in the middle of winter. Arctic temperatures. Uh, follow-up story Saturday is that all of the monkeys have been accounted for. It, now, this story, Russ, this is where I'm concerned. This story says all 100 monkeys have been accounted for. doesn't say around 100. Now, all of a sudden, it's a tight 100. The day before, we're like, eh, there's probably give or take about 100 monkeys. Now, we're like, oh, yeah, all 100 covered. Like, okay, I'm not sure if I believe that. Uh, the AP story had reported that quote, several had escaped. I'm going to like, I'm going to need a specific number. If we've got animals that aren't supposed to be loose in Pennsylvania in winter, I'm going to need to know exactly how many monkeys there are. I do think that would be a fun weekend driving around with your kids, trying to find the monkeys. Anyway, three of them had to be killed. Russ.
1: Oh Oh, oh, oh my God i don't like that's where you gave this thing back to me i don't like euthanized is (laughs) the word killed no that's fine uh (laughs) thank you to maddie lee for joining us on the podcast this week uh we appreciate you as always maddie for being on the pod
0: thank you so much for having me this is always so much fun
1: absolutely no we we enjoy having you on um you're you're a much better reader than tony
2: as is everybody who reads on our podcast <laughs> that is not anthony gill um, you know that it's maddie's voice on the imaging for that yes maddie's the one who does the reading with tony yes yeah, and, and now you've, accent given accent away, you've given away you've given you've given away
1: the secrets jason thank you um before we let everybody go make sure you go on to betus.com use promo code sportsjason to get a 125% sign up bonus after you deposit your first $50 um Make sure you're going on and you're giving us five stars on iTunes, Stitcher. My brother told me that if you listen on Spotify, you can now follow, you know, you can follow Pod and rate us on Spotify now. So make sure you're doing that. Leave us a comment. Uh, We read stuff all the time on here. Um, Jason, anything else before I let the people go? Nope. Sounds good, man. Um, I was this week's guest on House of L with our guy Lawrence Holmes. Talked about a lot of stuff I've never talked about before, and it was really cool to just sit down with Lawrence and like talk about some things. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Make sure you check that out and all the great content we have on the House of L Network. For Jason Leisure, I'm Russell Dorsey, and I we and well, I we on our lovely podcast. We'll holler at you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James?
2: You adjacent to the mother... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.